The coldest winter I ever spent was summer in San Francisco. You often hear Mark Twain said that. Of course, Mark Twain never actually said that. We keep repeating it because it's true in our own experience. Friends visiting San Francisco wearing shorts in July freeze. So we tell them a legendary Mark Twain humorous remark that tells the truth about our experience. Let me give you a political parallel more recent than Mark Twain. Spanish King Juan Carlos has had some rough decades, and in 2014, he retired, making his son Felipe VI king. But Juan Carlos will always be a national hero. The fascist dictator, Generalissimo Francisco Franco, had ruled Spain for 40 years, always promising to restore the Spanish monarchy. Franco kept the rightful King Alfonso XIII out of Spain, while Franco schooled the young Prince Juan Carlos to become a right-wing monarch. And when Franco died, Juan Carlos was duly enthroned as king. Then the Spanish Cortes, the parliament, began passing democratic reforms. So the fascist generals decided to take over again. Their soldiers stormed the Cortes, claiming they were acting for Queen Sofia, They held the delegates hostage, demanding they revoke those new laws. But the young king took his little son Felipe by the hand and went to the Cortes. And when the generals tried to stop them, Juan Carlos led Felipe right through them into the chamber and commanded the troops, lay down your arms, I am the king. You may know that's how Spanish kings signed laws, not writing their names, but only... Yo, el rey, I, the king. Within minutes, the fascist soldiers did lay down their arms. Soon, the Cortes passed more democratic reforms, making Spain the most liberal of all Catholic countries, with divorce and same-sex marriage legal, genders equal, and public education free. Meanwhile, the Spanish people created a legend telling the truth about that critical day. We don't know what Juan Carlos actually said to his little son Felipe as they strode past the generals. His American biographer, Philip Preston, records a thousand exciting details except this one. But the Spanish legend has him say, as him say, tu eres el príncipe de Asturias, Hoy verás para que sirve un rey. You are the crown prince. Today you will see what a king is for. And the legend tells the truth. Juan Carlos's bravery showed what a king is for. For decades, only two European national airlines flew a royal crown on their tailpieces, Spain's Iberia and Dutch KLM, both countries whose king and queen faced down Nazi and fascist conquerors. Our biblical book of Acts reads like a history play with actions and dialogues, as if somebody had sat nearby writing down everything the apostles did and said. Of course, nobody was actually sitting nearby. The book of Acts is a bunch of sermons written up years afterward. Those sermons don't recount exactly how things happened. Instead, they tell us the important truth 
about what was going on a generation later in the community that wrote them up. The stories and speeches in Acts tell us how the Christians lived who wrote that book. One big change appears here in a splendid legend we just heard. St. Peter sees a vision of animals, kosher and not kosher, with a divine command he should eat them all, saying, what God has purified you must not call impure. And at once Peter meets people from other nations who seek to learn the gospel. This legend tells about the biggest real change in early Christian life. Today, anybody can join most any religion they like, especially in California. But not in biblical times. Being a Jew in biblical times was a gift from God. Becoming a Jew was not possible, not ever. Gentile impurity was not ritual impurity and could not be cleansed. The only way to be a Jew was to be born one. Neighboring peoples who tried to join up were betrayed and massacred right after circumcision. So much for effective sacraments. The very first Jewish group who welcomed and incorporated non-Jews was the Jewish group we now call Christians. St. Paul wrote letters showing how the deepest values of Hebrew scripture applied in this new community of many peoples. Our group called Christians were only the first. Over centuries, other Jewish groups made a similar shift. Today, most of our fellow Jewish groups, and most Muslim groups too, welcome conversions. But for the community that wrote the book of Acts, this was big news. Every faithful Jew inside it was dining and marrying and living with non-Jews for the first time in their lives. And this change has shaped the church we know today, whatever its failings, everywhere around the world. The community that first made that change wrote a legend in the book of Acts telling the truth, not really about a Hollywood animated effects vision and the divine command two generations earlier. It's about their own everyday experience living together among people who are different. Today, some nations like Japan still do not allow foreigners to sign up. The American scholar Donald Keene, who rescued the Kabuki Theater after World War II, he became a cultural hero there. So before he died, a special act of the Japanese diet conferred citizenship on Keene. That's the only way you or I could become Japanese. And even in our melting pot country, a broader community has become real slowly, as Californians with Japanese forebears discovered when they were imprisoned during World War II. Indeed, our national history is harsher than that. Today's politics focus on the conditions black Americans suffer as heirs of Africans enslaved years, centuries ago. But my European immigrant forebears did more terrible things to my native American Iroquois forebears than African slaves got. Grand thefts, forced exiles, treachery, and repeatedly genocides. The very first law passed <coughs> by the California Republic was a bounty on the heads of Native Americans whom 
whom white people could kill any time for any reason. All the more remarkably then, Native Americans have become the most patriotic soldiers serving in the United States military forces. Navajo, Pueblo, Hopi, Apache, all victims of white genocides for centuries beforehand. Native Americans handled World War II naval communications, speaking languages that Japanese codebreakers could never translate. They helped win that war for the rest of us whose forebears had massacred their forebears only two generations back. Today, Native Americans populate the poorest American state. You know New Mexico is poorer than Mississippi. While hundreds of millions of dollars Congress appropriated for their relief has vanished into bureaucratic darkness, and Lakota activists languish unlawfully in pre-trial detention for a lifetime. Yet these fellow citizens defended our nation's true values even when others failed to. Your rector, Chris, has invited me to preach here five times. Each time, it strikes me that St. John's is the one California congregation I preach for where everybody looks just like me. Well, almost everybody. You might suppose that's because we all share the same ethnic heritage like the Japanese nation. But you and I know better. St. John's members have lots of heritages. My 50 bucks says a fellow member in a pew near yours has Native American forebears just as I have. Invite them to tell you at coffee hour. Here at St. John's, all heritages live and worship and serve together in one community now, whatever our grandparents may have done to each other or for each other. That's the truth about St. John's Episcopal Church. That's our inheritance from the community that made the big change the Book of Acts tells us about. Next November, you have a chance to say what you think is true about America. Political speakers all love legends, and I'm not telling you how to vote, although I think I know how I will likely vote. Instead, I urge you to spend the coming months noticing the truth about your own life. Just the way early Christians noticed what was true about their community and wrote that beautiful legend in the book of Acts telling the truth. No matter what our scrapping politicians may say, think about what your life is like now in the greater community you live in and vote for that truth. Remember the Spanish legend about King Juan Carlos telling his son Felipe, Tú eres el príncipe de Asturias. Hoy verás para qué sirve un rey. You are the Christian voters of Ross. This November, you will tell your countrymen what a nation 